welcome to the Wildlands. What's up everyone? I'm Matt. And I'm David. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about rock climbing, a vertical challenge, as well as tandem biking, simple, safe solution for bike, outdoor biking with the family. Also, stay tuned near the end of the episode as we'll give you the insight on our product of the day. So let's jump right into it. All right, everyone. So pretty much like uh, this is episode 14. 14. I don't know how many episodes we want to do for season one. How many do we want to do? We'll know when it's time. <laughs> season, season one has been underway and it's just like we're kicking off on a bunch of episodes. It's it's I'm having fun doing this. Yeah, this is it's great. cool, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is this is interesting. Um, but yeah. So back on topic again, climbing, rock climbing. Well, I say rock climbing. But it's not necessarily just rock climbing. You have different types. You have bouldering and you have rock climbing. And then on top of that, you have variations in what you do. But today's episode, I'm actually going to concentrate more on bouldering because I find that that is the most accessible for everyone, which is indoor rock climbing. Stair climbing. That's the only one I know. Yeah, that's... (laughs) So you're going to teach me on this one because I have literally zero experience on this. Well, you you know, like zero experience well no, I, don't, I, mean, I don't have that much experience i've ha- i've got a couple of years of experience yeah. under my belt but i mean i don't have like i can't tell you the perfect way to do a bunch of stuff no of course I mean, you know like i'll get into that but there's there's many many aspects about bouldering that i find is it, it, it is a general workout on its own like you can I lift, get you <laughs> like i as I say, like I am right now, like you, at the end of a session, like let's say just 15, 20 minutes on my first day that I've ever actually done bouldering, my arms were so jacked up that it was like, it was horrible. I had a hard time just driving from the, the, the area <laughs> back, home. back home. Okay. Like I, I was hoping that it was a straight line while in Carleton. Yeah. There's no the straight advantage, line. The, no, no, no. It there is. is. Yeah. Oh. In, in Carleton, the advantage, the only turn I had to do was actually outside the driveway. Of, uh, the driveway. Oh, that's yeah. not so bad. Everything else is a straight line. Oh, that's not so, so it's, bad. It's the 132 all the way down. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here, you know, the, that's not the case here no. in Bathurst, you have zigzag central. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, like you're, it's a full total body workout, cardio wise, everything like that. You cannot go wrong with bouldering obviously not i mean you're you're lifting your own weight exactly so i mean think of pull-ups yeah. but it's yeah. your own weight yeah. on various scales of either inclination angles uh, angles yeah you know straight vertical up up and down uh and, and you know either be it a wide fly or different things like that you're, you're like literally you know constantly pulling up your weight yeah, exactly. all the time and core wise holy smokes i mean you're you're using all four limbs you know it's not like a pull-up i can see but it's that the angle wise and the stretching wise and the different muscles you must be using compared to a straight up pull-up it's like you say it's the whole thing it's it's the whole package yeah you can you can definitely not go wrong with that i would say the only thing that really hurts most more than the actual muscles that are in your body are your are your feet because the shoes are just they're killer man okay (laughs) the shoes are not comfortable well they're not made to be comfortable no obviously you know made to grip right (laughs) yeah well you have that's another thing that i'll I'll talk about too like uh, when it gets into it but yes uh shoes you have a variety of shoes okay you have from just straight out regular bouldering shoes which are flat soled uh, they usually come into a thicker rubber, so uh, between like five mil. Okay. Right? Uh, and then you get like more aggressive or intermediate, but very aggressive shoes, which look like, I would say they almost look like ballerina shoes okay. in a certain sense. Okay. It's the same concept. Ballerina shoes, well, it, it compresses every toe pretty much to the larger toe, the big toe, which is your strongest. Mm-hmm. I would say appendage. Is it an appendage? That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, it, so pretty much it's it's the strongest one. It's like your thumb out of your fingers, yeah, right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. So pretty much what it does is it it pushes all your toes over your big toe. Okay. So you're doing you're using that as your your levering point, let's say, in aggressive shoe lines. Okay. Um, even in the standard shoe lines, it's the same case, but it's just a little less weird. Okay. And uh, when you get into an aggressive shoe line, you're looking at three mils of thickness. Uh, for the rubber that's there. Very thin compared to the other ones. Why would that be? Uh, well, because it's in a curved U shape, 
you want to be able to feel the actual oh, okay. like the, the hole that you're putting your foot on you're going to feel it a lot more you're going to get a lot more like say grab as well into it uh being that it is in a u-shape you can you can cradle a lot of holds with your toes it's okay. actually quite impressive um and do like either you know heel hooks toe hooks different things like that are a lot easier too if the rubber is it's, thinner yeah so there's less resistance when you're doing a toe hook and you're trying to pull upwards with your toe more mobility you got a little bit more mobility okay. with it but i can tell you that like with a standard shoe you can do like maybe three up and downs okay you know uh, runs or whatever yeah. you want to call it uh but with aggressive shoes you do one run and you get back down and you want to take them off so fast <laughs> your feet are killing you. your feet are killing you okay like if you have flat feet like i do okay horrible if you have at like at least an arch in your foot like me i have a like a super high arch well then you'd be you'd actually be relatively comfortable in them okay because me it forces my foot into an arch okay like a permanent arch my foot isn't used to that. Okay. So it hurts like it hurts. Okay. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Hmm. <laughs> and they slip on. They're like slippers pretty much. You just and then really? and they're off. But uh no, it, like yeah, so I pretty much went into that, but bouldering. The, the bouldering it's if I'm not mistaken, like when I say indoor, you can have it could be in your garage, it could be off of a wall. You have variations in types of walls that you can get. Uh, the holds are all pretty much the same thing okay. as if you have like, let's say with a belayer or so on and so forth. Once you fall into a belayer, you're looking at higher, a lot higher. Okay. Bouldering is because it's with mats. So you not attached. If you fall off, you fall on a mat. Okay. Yeah. And it, you know, the projects or the, that the, that they use, they, they consider it as being projects or different things like that. The, the runs, uh, are in variations of scales. You can go from a, uh, you know, they call it like a V1 to a V7 or whatever. Okay. And so on and so forth. V9 is actually, I think, goes up to there. Uh, but that's the scale of difficulty. If I'm not mistaken, it's the European style scale of difficulty. Uh, the, or no, it's the American style form of difficulty. The European, you can have like an A5, an A5 plus, uh, okay. so on and so forth. If you go... A, B, and C. If you go into C, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, less difficult than if you go into an A. And so it's the okay, yeah. Not too familiar with it, but if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere obviously around those lines. not in Europe. So, huh? We're not in Europe, so it's obviously like kind of normal. More the it, American style, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a general style when they say like a V1 or V2, okay. V3 kind of thing, because then it could be like a V3 plus, meaning that it's gonna, obviously going to be a higher difficulty. Okay. But it's not yet a four. Exactly. Is that what it means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're looking at, like, at a certain point, you're going to be looking at, in these terms of difficulties, things that are just, like, say, rounded off holds instead of being with the uh, jug that they call, which is, like, a full, you can literally put your full hand on it or hold it down. Okay. Right? This will be maybe, like, a semicircle or circle that it has just a bit of grip on it. Uh, you can have overhangs, so you're completely, you know, horizontal outwards yeah. yeah your outwards are horizontal or you're gonna have to do a, i don't know like maybe a a, a jumper you know different things yeah. like that you know okay yeah so but now how high would the max usually it's about 20 feet okay yeah you're if you fall off. 20 feet on those mats you're you're still good. oh yeah yeah yeah. they're like okay. two feet and th these things are like the big like they're not these like gym matchers we <laughs> no. had in school they're like four oh. inches thick no, 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 not like those ones. I was going to say it's like the large gym mattresses we used to have that was like almost two feet thick. Okay. You fell on that. It was like a gigantic pillow cushion. So it's that not that into. bad. Okay. Well, you can still get hurt. You well, can get obviously. a knee to the face. Like, yeah. You fall bad, but like <laughs> yeah. that'll hurt more. Your own knee to the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Or like if you fall bad and you fall on a hole like I did, and yeah. it'll tear your arm right up. Yeah. Like it, it's not, that's the least fun part. But, 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 you know, falling doesn't hurt. No. It's the abrupt stop at the end. <laughs> you know, falling, no pain. No pain. No pain. <laughs> it's the knee that contacts afterwards yeah. that does. Mo that, that's what you call momentum. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you can hurt your neck, too. I mean, oh, yeah. If you fall bad on well, your neck, of course. you'll scorpion, that's for sure. Of course. But, uh, no, like, I love the sport. The, the sport itself, I just find that it, it brings a challenge. I'm, I'm deathly terrified of heights. But I'll do Which it. I find weird. Why do you like that sport so much if you're that scared of heights? You don't think about it. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Yeah, like the problem that is there, like 
the project or, or whatever, you know, like when you're looking at it, you're, you're looking at, it's like a mathematical problem. You're okay. looking at different ways that you can go up there and then you have to find it in like the proper way to do it. And then you want to send it. So if you want to send it, that means you want to try to do it on the first try, which rarely in my case is ever the happening. Uh, but no, like you, you, you do it and then, you know, your, your jigsaw puzzle that you just created or that you, you're looking at, you're, you, you visualize, you visualize it. Right. And I, I love it. Okay. I love doing that. And it's strange because by doing that, I don't think of the height that I'm at until I get sense. to the very top. <laughs> and then you pass out and drop. No, no. Well, no. I, you know, I, I'll either just climb it back down doing like a reverse that I just did there, unless I can't until a certain point, then I can jump off where I feel comfortable. But like the 20 feet ones, I'll, I'll never, you'll throw. climb down as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll never throw myself off the 20 foot one. Okay. Never. But, uh, no, it, it, it's, it's definitely something it's, it's super fun in that aspect. And mm. I, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, gear wise, it's not that expensive. No. Uh, you're looking at a regular pair of shoes when you buy one. Okay. Like, let's say a hundred and something dollars for a pair of shoes. Okay. And that's about it. Your standard ones are what you're going to start off with. Either be it Scarpa, Madrock, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's plenty of them. I can't, I'm thinking now, but I can't get them out of my head. And like, yeah. <laughs> I know which one, but, uh, yeah, the ones I run with is Scarpa and Madrock. Now, did you have to, like, it, do they last? Do they, is it things that wear out? It depends. Easy? Okay. It, it depends, depends on how much you do it, I guess. Uh, how much you do it and how you do it. Okay. You, your feet are, are like your main appendages in rock climbing. Uh, your hands, I mean, they hold you there, Yeah. but your feet, like if you push you up. Yeah. If you smudge the wall or stuff like that, like often with your feet, like let's say you're, you're using the wall as much as you can to climb up Mm -hmm. or you're rubbing or smashing your toes into the, the holds. I mean, the rubber's not going to last that long. Okay. It's going to tear off. You got like these toe caps that they call that go actually over your toes that are a rubber lining there most of the time. So you're going to blow right through that. Okay. And it's not going to take that long. Like the three mil ones, they're a little bit more expensive than the standard ones. Really? And people just like, you don't, they don't last long. <laughs> hmm. They don't last long if you're doing like wall smears with it and stuff like that. Like instead of using a hold to put your feet on, you, you're like pushing your feet up against the wall. You're practically like cat scratching the wall. It's not then wrong. you're using your arms a lot more. Oh yeah, and you're gonna get tired out super fast by doing that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's one thing. And then you got a lot of like chalk and different things like that that yep. you can use. You have liquid chalk and you have powder chalk. I use both. Preference. Um, powder chalk is good. Okay. Liquid chalk. What I do is I use it like pre. Okay. Uh, climbing. Okay. Before I actually put any type of other type of chalk. Because liquid chalk, what it does is it, it has alcohol base in it. It'll dry out your hand. Okay. Then it'll dry out and it'll be chalky. But it, it sticks. It makes like a filament on your hands and it okay. lasts there. I use Mammoth for that one. Uh, and then after that, I use, um, uh, what is it? It's a unicorn. I'm trying to remember it. But it's a chalk that the, the actual hand chalk comes in a block. You break it up. It's really nice. Okay. I use uh, Chunky Chalk. Because it, it comes with powder and also with uh, little, like, cubes of chalk. They, I mean, when you have your, your chalk bag, you kind of just break it all up inside your hand uh, while you're there. And in, at the same time as you're trying to think of the uh, the uh, the problem, the beta itself, then you just, you know, work at it. <laughs> okay. And um, apart from that, I would say, like, the super fun thing about it, it like... You know, bouldering is, like I was saying earlier on, accessibility. Okay. Many places have it. Here, we have it at the community college. I don't know if they still have it because of the the whole building that they wanted to take down. Well, it's it's still there apparently now. Uh, And I think they just got an extension because of this whole COVID thing for another six to nine months. Oh, okay. I think. They're open in the wintertime, but they're closed the summertime. That's the downside because we have nowhere to go do any during the summer time other than in Moncton there's a center there really yeah there's a, I didn't know they were a really closed. big one I didn't know they were closed in the summer yeah they're closed in the summer here and that's what I find a bit unfortunate and yeah. in Carleton they weren't they were open year long and on top of that you could go outside but uh, yeah simplicity of it bouldering can be done anywhere I used to have a buddy that actually converted his entire garage into a indoor 
really? rock climbing area. Yeah, he made shapes with, you know, plywood and all that all over the place. Drills holes in it, and then you put your, your holds there, and you, it's perfectly fine with that. You actually have now, it is, well, you have two different things. So you've probably seen that. It's like a treadmill. It's a climbing treadmill. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Where you can put holds on different patterns. Yep. And this thing, like, literally rolls down with your weight. It's mm-hmm. your weight that pulls the holds down. Yep. So you continue in doing that, and you can set the inclination to whichever inclination you want. I saw videos. I mean, I didn't see yeah. any person there. Roughly about, I think it's like 4200 for it. For Which, one of those. if you like to do it and you're a bunch of people and one guy has a garage to do it, it wouldn't well, be that bad of an investment, you know. Yeah, and you're not putting a bunch of plywood and screwing in plywood all I mean. over the place. This is like a treadmill that you have, but just a bit bigger. Yeah. That's a climbing wall. Uh, and then you have smart walls. Okay. Smart walls, uh, which actually is a gigantic wall, not a treadmill. You put holds all over the place in different patterns. And each hold has an LED light in it. Red okay. and green or different colors, whatever. All that is connected to a pad or a laptop, whichever. And you create your beta. So the beta, when I say that, is you create your, 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 path. your path, the line that you want to do. So with, like, let's say 100 holes that are all there, they're all white. But once you create through the computer the beta that you want to do, they light up. And then you can do it that way. You okay. can choose the inclination that you want to have. You can, you know, there's different things like wow. that. So more of, than 4,200 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's not that many that exist. Actually, no. it's, it just recently came out that type of technology. And I saw that on Epic TV, which is a, a you know, a, a store in the UK also that make YouTube videos as well. Okay. Uh, and they showed that type of product. And it, I find it's, it's revolutionary because you don't Definitely. have to. Yeah, you don't have to start. You know, changing up again, a whole bunch of plywood, a whole bunch of walls, yeah, things yeah. like that, punching holes all over the place. This is just one gigantic wall with hundreds of holds on it, and they light up to the way, the specs that you want to do it, right? Wow. Difficulties and all that can be increased. Now, like I said, I think that this is a sport that we should actually push a little bit more on to here, and it'd be cool if we could find some outdoor places to do some. Like, you mean natural outdoor places? Yeah. natural outdoor places would be actually really fun. Because you can boulder outdoors. You don't well, have of to course. be. Yeah. There's portable mats that you can buy that you put and you use underneath, like, just regular large rocks or whatever. You know what I mean? But There yeah. would be some spots, but too far out of the city, in my opinion, to actually have people to go. Yeah, to be you know economically, I mean? like, yeah. sustainable. <laughs> Unless you'd be, like, a big bunch of guys that want to carpool to certain yeah. spots. Yeah. Because, I mean... Obviously, with being in the woods as much as we are, we do notice spots like I, I've been to a few spots deer hunting mm-hmm. and had to had to climb <laughs> a wall of rock to get to the other side. Yeah, but you know, uh, maybe in a much unsafer fashion than <laughs> than with you. You talked about mats. We had no ba- mats. We had a backpack on our back, and if we fell, that would save us. Yes. But, you know, the backpack is the cushion. Is the mat. <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, and the fat it, on the ass. Yeah, <laughs> really. But now, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're fat here, Matt. I'm just. Oh, saying. I, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to do this outside, now, would, I mean, obviously, if you're like, I mean, people rock climb and do this stuff outside all the time. Yeah. Now my question is. Could you, can you randomly say, okay, I'm going to climb this in a safe fashion, even with mats and everything at the bottom without like properly knowing if your, your rock face is solid? Like, like what would be the protocol to to, to check it out first? The (laughs) protocol on that is you have to be somebody that actually like understands. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell like anybody just go out and start climbing rocks. Exactly. Because you got like shale. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sandstones, different things like that. Yeah. Those type of surfaces are probably not the best idea, especially in terms of like, like we've all been through that where we've gone like on the highway. Yeah. And then you get to a certain place and you see a rock face on the side of the highway and you're like, wow, I bet you somebody could climb that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Because that's sharp rock. Yeah. That, and a lot of times when you see like hazard rock falling. Yeah. Is because it's an, it's a rock that's easy to break apart. Exactly. And you don't want that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. 
it like even if you're like five feet in the air if you're holding on to like a 20 pound rock and it breaks off while you're holding on to it and five it hits feet, you in the face when you hit the ground yeah, five feet is far enough for it to hurt like hell yeah <laughs> like 9.8 meters square per second on the way down man yeah exactly i know my shit yeah <laughs> but uh no like, yeah i mean you know have somebody yeah that knows this stuff before you and tells you yeah this is okay if anything bring somebody with you yeah but i wouldn't go i wouldn't do it myself you know what i mean that's what that's what i mean it's like it, unless it's a solid just gigantic rock that's like obviously there's some yeah you yeah. know there's some that you can you could tell if yeah, you'd exactly. be okay or not but. if you'll be okay but i mean like i'm i'm not going to go on the side of the highway and start no, climbing something no, no. <laughs> it's like it's not a good idea just and, wanted to make that clear everyone yeah exactly and uh no definitely like i mean this is something that i i enjoy i absolutely enjoy and I, it brings us It'll bring us later on. And I'll be able to explain some products of the day that yeah, we have. Yeah, exactly. And uh, no, for sure. Like uh, what I would suggest, let's say if people want to get into rock climbing, uh, do a lot of research. But find out if you have a club in your exactly. city find or out close. If you, yeah, exactly. Find out if you have a club in your city or anywhere in the nearby regions. Um, but I would actually suggest going to uh, Mac Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yeah. Uh, they have such a large variety of... Everything I've always seen it there. Yeah, well, they no. they have. I mean, skip by that section most times, but yeah. Well, I mean, me, what got me into rock climbing was because I wanted to get into alpinism. Okay. I wanted to be able to go, you know, do Everest. Well, maybe not <laughs> Everest, but I mean, you know, in British Columbia and Alberta, yeah, that's yeah, it. Where you, you have, were, yeah, you have some pretty high mountains there. You yeah. have, a, I think, you have one that's like it's a five thousand meter one. Oh yeah, for sure. So you're looking at about. 5,000 meters is close to, if I'm not mistaken, 16,000 feet. This still works. Did it? Does it still work? It's still recording. Oh, cool. <laughs> Man, the computer just shut down on this, and it's still <laughs> recording. All right. We are in the clear. Oh, man, that was scary. Very scary, but then all of a sudden you're going to hear something weird of us going like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened there? What just happened? So what I was saying, yeah, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into alpinism. Yep. And uh, with alpinism, I wanted to be able to do, uh, like I said, higher mountains or different yep. things like that. I mean, here, Mount Carleton's what? 820. 820 yep. in meters. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mount San Joseph, I think, is like 700 and something. Um, and then we're looking at... I think the closest one is Mont Albaya, which is yeah, one thousand two hundred and something. Yep. It's it's not that much. No. It's not it's not a height that you're actually gonna have a hard time breathing. I mean no, obviously <laughs> not. I mean I brought my kids to the top of Mount Carlton. Yeah. So know? when but then when you're looking at let's say like the one in, in oh, British Columbia yeah. or whatever that's at like five thousand something, you're at like sixteen thousand feet there. If you're looking at Mount Everest, you're at twenty three thousand feet. Yeah. That is huge. Like twenty three thousand feet is is crazy. Yeah, above sea level. Like that's why you have a hard time. It's seven thousand, or is it eight thousand? Anyways, I'm gonna check that. Uh, yeah. Hey Siri, how tall is Mount Everest? According to Wikipedia, it's eight thousand eight hundred forty eight meters. See, that's how high it is. Yeah, and there, like, there is only I think a few that are over the eight thousand. I think, isn't there only two or three? Uh, well, you have K2. K2. You have Mount Everest. And then you have another one. I can't remember which one it is, it, but it's in K2, the same K2 is not Kilimanjaro, is it? No. So no. isn't Kilimanjaro one of them? No. No, I thought it was. Kilimanjaro, I think, is close to the 7,000ers. Okay. So, the, like, you have, like, the, well, I think they call them, like, the Deadly Seven or something like that. Okay. So, out of the Deadly Seven, it's because there's seven mountains that are over 7,000 meters. Okay. Um... And these peaks are, I mean, you have so many of them. Uh, you have one guy, uh, an author. His name is uh, Gabriel Filippi. Filippi. Uh, and he he's done most of them, except for one of them. I believe it's the K2, unless he's already done it. And there was another one that was in the uh, the Arctic okay. that he hasn't done yet. Or he might have already done now, it now. Yeah. But this guy is, like, insane. He's done a whole bunch of them with and without oxygen. So <laughs> supplemental oxygen, uh, just to make sure I said not yeah. without oxygen. Yeah, he held his breath up there. 
Holy. Holy. But uh, no, that's what I wanted to do at first. And then I got into bouldering because actually that Gabriel guy, I contacted him and he's the one who suggested that I go. I start with that, work my way up, get, uh, you know, my fear of heights and flights and stuff like that uh, by doing so. Okay. And then being able to do that eventually. That's cool. Which would be one of my goals. I would I would really like to be able to do at least something that's dangerously high. I knew a girl uh, that I went to school with when I mean I was like in fifth grade she moved to Boston I believe or I, I don't know where she's she's somewhere in the states um went to Harvard Law you know yeah and she was planning a 2020 Everest expedition I don't think she was making it to the summit but she was going to Everest to make it to one of the base camps in 20, but then pandemic hit yeah well you know before it used to be somewhere around the lines, I think it was like $56,000 mm-hmm. for a pass to go to Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Right now, apparently, you pretty much have to be sponsored by yeah. the North Face or whatever. Well, they had, they, they were this like giant group. Yeah, yeah. They were like. Well, this, you have to be a big, a big group because yeah. they'll give you a big, uh, you know, a better price. But you're yeah. looking at a minimum of like 80, I think it's like a minimum of 80 to $100,000 yeah. just to get up there. Yeah. And, that's like, and that that doesn't even guarantee that you're going to get up there. Well, no. Because they say that the waiting line can kill you. Yeah. Just to get up to the, the mountain. So yeah. many people are going there now that yeah. there is literally a waiting line to get to the surface, to, yeah. the, to the summit. Yeah. And by doing so, you could actually die because you're waiting too Just long. Just waiting, yeah. Because <laughs> once you pass the 7,000 meter mark, yeah. they call that the death zone. Okay. Pretty much, it's it's an area you don't want to stay in. Okay. Once you, like, your camp, usually it's like Camp 4 or yeah. whatever, will be under the 7,000, the, the dead zone. Okay. From that point, it's like, it means that you're, from 7,000 to the 8,000, whatever, you're doing that one day and now. Okay. Because you're not, if you stay there one day, you're gone. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, some people probably have survived, but by the time, if you're in trouble when you're up there, Nobody can help you. Okay. Like at that very point, you're on your own okay. in a certain sense because if you if you if you screw up, it's like everybody else is in the same dire need as you. Okay. So if you screw up, they leave you there. They leave you there. Okay. It's better to leave you there because otherwise, if they they're even try to more, help you down, yeah. they're probably gonna die trying to help you down yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be in such you know you're up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like rock and it's like glacial faces and everything like that. You roll, you're going down fast. <laughs> you're dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well go out with a bang. <laughs> go with a bang. Hold my beer and watch this, boys. <laughs> roll down naked. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Why not? I'm going to let it fly. Let it fly. But uh, yeah, no, no. So yeah, that's why I got into rock climbing and that's cool. I, I like it. And you, I mean, with you've asked me a few times to go and I've never went. <laughs> But I, you should try it. Yeah, it it for real. It, it's a lot of fun. Your hands are gonna hurt like hell. Yeah, you won't be able to work for like a day or two. <laughs> so it's a Friday thing. Yeah, it's a Friday thing. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> your hands are gonna feel like shit after this. Okay. <laughs> after you do it, and uh, it, one thing you want to avoid. Oh, I will strongly suggest medical tape. Yeah. Put medical tape on your fingers, especially if it's the first time that you're doing something, because yeah. you're gonna get what they call flappers. Okay. Okay, not fappers, flappers. <laughs> fappers is what you do at home. <laughs> flappers are what you don't want. And okay. that's pretty much like, it's like an instant blister, but it rips the skin off. Okay. So you get like these like, it's like a, it's like a skin hangnail. Yeah. It hurts like a... And it's raw like crazy. It's raw like crazy. Most of the times it's bleeding because yeah. it just it happens. Because like, yeah. It does, like you pretty much when you're 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 crimping on something or you're gripping onto something, it's like there's no more blood that's there. Okay. So it's like it's white skin, and then all of a sudden, if you like, it's gone. Snap skin. out, <laughs> like your fingers snap out because you I don't know you tried to do something crazy or whatever, and your skin just like you know it instantly when you look at it. Your skin is just like. Pfft. Ah. <laughs> it's like wide open and then cool. you can put medical tape on it but it's too late then yeah it's it's gonna hurt so yeah. you might as well like i always suggest you tape put it first tape your pads as much as possible first it's a little uncomfortable and whatever 
but it'll save you some fingers. Okay. And then after that, we'll we'll jump into the product later, but yeah, that helps exactly. too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, with that said, let's jump into topic number two, which Matt, you're going to be taking over on the mic on this one. All right. So topic two is tandem biking, you know, simple, safe solution for outdoor biking with the family. Uh, I love mountain biking. I used to, uh, used to do some downhill, uh, used to, you know, in the younger days. Younger days were the fun days. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or the painful ones too, though. Um, you know, and then here we have a beautiful trail system here in town, uh, that they keep improving on every, every year, every week, actually, they've, they've been working on it like crazy this summer because apparently everybody's off and being able to work in the woods on trails. Yeah, exactly. But you know, some of the trails, I mean, are obviously really like not, not necessarily difficult, but too difficult for, for tandem biking with kids. So, uh, this year my wife actually decided to get a, a bike as well. So I got her a bike and, uh, that the ones I saw outside there. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, I bought those from, uh, from a unfortunate, uh, there's a tour guide here in town that used to rent out a bunch of bicycles, uh, for tourists and, you know, go on biking tours and all that kind of stuff. And COVID kind of made him decide to shut down. So he, yeah. I contacted him to see if I could get a good deal on some bikes that he had. And anyway, so it's unfortunate for him, but it, fortunate for me that i got some good <laughs> yeah. bikes out of that yeah and anyway uh obviously uh, i have two kids you know six and three and uh they were they were pedaling around and that but around the subdivision and we were always walking with them and we decided to look into uh you know ways to bring them along attached to us but that they can still use their bikes if we decide to get somewhere and, and you know, take them off. Because we've yep. all seen those, those like, tie-on bikes that are just like a one-wheel thing with a seat. Yeah. What I'm talking about is really ways to attach your kid's bike to your bike that they can still use theirs when you get to your destination or midpoint or, you know, if you just decide, if they're in a subdivision and decide they, they want to paddle on their own, well, good. And if they get tired, just tie them on. Yep. So what I have, I have the Trail Gator system. It's made in the States. All it is is really a bar that you tie onto your seat post. It yeah, extends it extends out and it hooks onto the, uh, right underneath the handlebars of your kid's bike. And it's made that when it clips in, it actually lifts the front wheel off the ground. So you're technically only having one wheel on the ground, again, like the other system. But this bar, you know, creates a, a force... It's an angular force that that just keeps the kids we the front wheel off the off the uh, ground, making it like you're pulling a trailer. So you know, very simple, very easy. It stores the the bar always stays on the adult bike, has a nice little storage system on the side. So it's like easy. You don't let's, have to. Let's, let's hope it stays on the kids bike though. You don't want it all of a sudden be biking and it got a lot lighter. But it, <laughs> like, the way it's made, it's actually made very intelligently. Like it, it slides in and it, it, uh, does it like pin? It, well, it, one, it pins, it, but yeah, on yeah. top of the pin, it wedges in there. So when you drop it in, yeah, the yeah. weight of it wedges it in. Okay. Plus you got a pin going through and it's like one of those, you know, you, you got a nut on one side and you got like, a, a, like, it's like a quick it, release on a bike seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tighten it up, and then you, you got to pry the bar over. Yeah, that, that yeah, kind of yeah. puts a lot of pressure same on there. Same thing like as it, you can have for your wheels or forks or different things Yeah, exactly. Like that. Anything yeah, quick release. It, it, you know, so yeah, okay. so all this has one pin. Once you bolted everything onto both bikes, yeah. you have one pin to remove to attach it to the bike, and then one pin to shorten the uh, shorten the bar to store it on the adult bike. You know, very easy, very fast. Now, when it comes down to, like, say, sizes. Yep. Like, l- let's say, like, all of a sudden, you, you know you have both your kids or whatnot yep. and i mean at a certain point is there like a size of a bike that is like a limit to what you could attach it to or would you be able to attach it to a certain you know no it would have to i think the size goes from like kids bikes are measured i think it starts at 12 inch i don't that's know how, we, that's yeah. wheel size okay i think the bars work for, and pretty much it's it's mostly like because i mean a certain at a certain by, point you're you're i mean that that tandem that that bar is going to be like yeah well that's it up. that's it exactly you know I mean? and see like uh like i say i think they start at 12 inch because mm-hmm. my son has a 14 inch bike 14 inch wheel bike okay my daughter has a 20 inch and they work on both 
Okay. I think it goes from 12 to 24 inch. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Because okay. like I say, right now, I know I'm within that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for the Trail Gator, uh, you know, easy system, uh, sold at a lot of places. It's okay. it's probably the most common one. The one that you I, see most often on... I actually ended up... A... That's it. I, I put an ad out on Facebook that I was looking for them this spring to see if I could find them. And I got two responses right away for used ones. Yeah. You know, they're even brand new, they're not that expensive. Okay. And uh, I found them used. What I did look into, though, anybody that's like... I'm talking about maybe larger cities where a lot of people do a lot of tandem biking these are very popular like in in vancouver actually there's the only place in canada you can buy these i believe okay it's the follow me tandem Mm -hmm. now anybody that's looking in to get to do some serious riding with their kids i mean these things are amazing they're very expensive they're made in europe okay they're they're well i say very expensive i find them expensive for the one time i take them out a week yeah. But if you're going to go, like, you know, in Europe, it's very popular to, like, pedal everywhere you're going. They have, like, large, large, they actually have, like, biking lanes mm-hmm. on their yeah. streets and stuff. So, it's ve- it's a lot more popular out there. Yeah. But this system here, uh, the Trail Gator, it acts like a trailer on your vehicle. It's the same thing. It's like a fifth-wheel trailer. You know when you yeah. turn a fifth-wheel trailer, how it, it always has that little bit of lag? you got to be conscious of taking the turns a little bit wider so your kid doesn't hit on whatever you're trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But this follow me tandem, <laughs> you just had a picture, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I just had the, the image of like... <laughs> you avoiding the tree and the kid hitting it? You wondering why all of a sudden the bike just stopped suddenly Ooh, like yeah. abruptly. <laughs> yeah. So you, with the trail gator, I will admit, you have to watch out for that a lot more. It's, you know... Uh, you got to be careful. You got to be <laughs> conscious about it. I have never hit my kids on any obstacles, okay? But you have to be you conscious. You say this with experience or what? <laughs> no, I say this with being terrified that my wife would because she's never driven anything with the trailer. So you know what I mean? But it's never happened. Oh, wow. But this follow me tandem is like this. You look at it, it's like this big contraption that goes on the wheel. And it does the same thing. It lifts the front wheel off. But... When it comes down, it comes down right behind the adult wheel, and it actually has a pivot point right, like on the between the front wheel and the back wheel of your bike is where it pivots. So, like between the front and back, you mean the front of his and the back of yours? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. It's like his back tire is following exactly in your track. Okay. So like there's no so if, if you avoid a curb you avoid he it, doesn't hit the curb. <laughs> if you avoid it, he automatically avoids it. Oh, okay, so that's not bad. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's it's the follow me tandem. Yep. Uh that's the one the original one I wanted to buy, but like yep. I say, it's six or seven times the price. Okay. Yeah, I'm not talking about double. I'm talking you know, it's it's for the serious, serious uh tandem biker that wants to bring their kids out. And for, I mean, I've seen this thing for going through years until they learn how to do it. And then it, it's yeah, like I think I seen videos of this thing going through like dirt trails. Oh, yeah. yeah like pretty, oh, pretty intense, like, like because it's so stable compared to the trail gator yeah. because, you know, he's following directly behind you. Oh, yeah. Take a yeah. jump, you know. Actually, I saw some do like little <laughs> drops and everything, man. Oh. No, no. Like I wouldn't well, do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, I wouldn't do it. But yeah, no, for tandem biking, very easy. Uh, the kids, my kids love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're back there, they're pedaling. On most times, they're pedaling for nothing. Like, you know, they're, they're pedaling to think they're going fast, but they're, you know, oh, yeah. you're doing all the work. But they really do help out on hills. They're, just, like, pushing you up the hill. It's not I'd that just, bad. I'd just stop pedaling, and I'd be like, all Somet- right. Sometimes I do, then my daughter's like, Dad, pedal. <laughs> so she no- she she notices it gets hard all of a sudden. I'm just going to stop pedaling. Yeah. You, you kiddos are going to be the ones pushing me. Yeah. It's uh, It's... Much, I find it much safer on busy streets, you know, uh, knowing that they're behind me instead of having to have them in front of me. Yeah. And then they, you know, they're behind you. They, they, while you're going straight, they cannot go nowhere. Yeah. It's just when you turn that you got to take the <laughs> wide turns. I won't stress why enough do, about that. Why do I find that like so funny for some I don't reason? Know. It's just like you got to, you got to know that when you turn, a wide turn it. You got to wide turn it because yep. you have no idea. <laughs> you don't want to like avoid something. Only for them to hit it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But like I say, it's, it's. I mean, simple enough. 
just turn around and be like, life is rough. <laughs> Quick, yeah. Quickly, it quickly attaches and detaches for, for the, for the kids to get on and off. Um, you know, it's just really fun to be able to enjoy that with them. Like the first time we got them out, uh, probably the first time my wife pedaled a bike in about, I'm going to say 15, 20 years. All right. Probably. Oh yeah. At least that we did like a 12 K trip around town. Okay. Like we left my place, went through, through town, went to the park downtown, went all the way around up Riverside, come down by your place, pedaled all the way back up here. No, no. My wife got here and she's like, I'm dying. That's it. This is where I die. Well, you know, know. I can understand because I mean, on top of that, you're pulling. Oh yeah. You're pulling 40, 50 pounds. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like there are people that do like bike marathons that are like 160 K. I know. 160 you're practically making it to moncton yeah from here to moncton yeah that's that's horrible i actually <laughs> just got a challenge today at work uh necessarily, not necessarily unrelated but it's a it's a biking <laughs> challenge they, they have challenged us to bike i want to say 13 i think it's 1300 kilometers this summer as a as a you challenge. do realize we're like mid-July, right? Yeah, well, it, like the challenge goes till December 31st. <laughs> but I mean, we're going to stop pedaling in like October. Okay. But I'm like, man, 1300? Yeah, the, the challenge they did was to, it would be... Yeah, the, like a road bike, maybe, but like yeah. a mountain bike. They're you saying can't it, necessarily... They're saying it's it. the exact same distance it would be to get to all five of our locations across, across the province. If you were to pedal from Edmonston to Campbellton, Campbellton to Bathurst, Bathurst to Karaket, Karaket to Dieppe, and back to Edmonton, it would be thirteen hundred kilometers. Oh yeah. So they're 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 so just, challenging every employee that works at all of those places to see if somebody can pedal as if, even as if you just pedal around your your subdivision. So they're expecting that on a Monday somebody's going to show up from Edmonton on a bike and be like, no. yeah, "This is my work." <laughs> yeah. You guys asked us to do it. <laughs> that, that could be funny, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Thirty. I, I might try to log something just to see how far I can get. From where? No, well, it. You can do the same. Like I could go from. I could do it around the city. Uh, it's not going in a straight line. It's, it's you know twelve kilometers. You're gonna have to do a well, lot I know. to get thirteen hundred. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, twelve kilometers. That's a hundred, over a hundred times around the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Let's do it. <laughs> but it only takes an hour. Like I did it pulling the kids, and it took me take an hour. You, take you a full week work. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm just saying it, it would be possible. Yeah. Well, you know, if it took me an hour pulling the kids, stopping for snacks, and you know everything else. I could probably do two turns per evening. Oh, yeah. You fell asleep almost yesterday. <laughs> I, th- I did. We were supposed to record yesterday. I know. <laughs> and you're saying, oh, I'm going to do two turns a night. <laughs> Buy a bike and we'll go try. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Zero Care Dave is not, is not getting in, a bike. Is not getting a bike yet. You, you can you can drive my wife's pretty like pale blue one around. Ah, uh, you know, baby blue. That's the way you go. But yeah, it'd be a little too small for you. That's okay. Okay. It'd be like a BMX. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So yeah, for topic two, tandem biking with kids. Uh, if you're into biking at all, look into Trail Gator. It's uh inexpensive. You can buy them on Amazon. Buy them at your local. Like it says here, they have them at Walmart, but they're not in stock. It could be Walmart US. No, it says Walmart Canada actually. Oh yeah, for but it? they're okay. not in stock. So a and lot of I, times I've seen yeah. things that say like I've seen wakeboards available yeah. at, but it, I doubt it's, hardly I've ever seen a wakeboard at a Walmart in that's Canada. It. Yeah, but I mean like any like the bike shops here, uh, both our bike shops have them. Wouldn't there isn't there one that's in? Uh, you could do. Yeah, yeah. The, there used Sans, to it's kind of like a du cyclist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He has them in stock there. I know he does. Okay, cool. When I was looking at them, I knew I could buy them new. Yeah, that's where I got my uh, my mountain bike. When I, okay. A yeah, long I time me ago. too, actually. Like an 04? Yeah. I think it was an 04 or something. Around that's where I bought my downhill. Yep. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Man, I miss it. <laughs> me too. Especially now that the trail system's even better. I know. But, you know, that was for younger days. Yeah. Well, any day. Yeah, really. <laughs> any day is a younger day. 30s are like the 40s. 30s are like the 20s, just more money. 40s, well. We'll we'll let you know in a few years. (laughs) (laughs) You know. 40s, we've we've already lost. We've already lost some some potential. 
<laughs> plenty. Plenty. All right. So what do you think about going to the product of the day there, Dave? It's uh, Let's your product. Let's jump right into it. Your yeah. product. All Let's right. climb right into it. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry about the laugh. <laughs> I feel bad now. Okay. <laughs> no worries. You'll feel better after you try these products. No, uh, product of the day. Actually, I've got two products of the day. Two of them. Well, there now. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheater, uh, cheater. <laughs> this is a different day. No, uh, products of the day. Actually, like I said, I've got two of them, uh, but they mainly do the same. Exactly. Thing. Uh, one of them being the Rhino Solutions Rhino, uh, which is a company that's actually only recently been on the uh, climbing scene. Well, recently, they've still been there for a few years. Okay. But what I mean is their popularity grew out quite a lot. Uh, a lot of natural products that are in it, uh, but the two that I mainly go for, uh, first of all, I go for the dry. Okay. The reason I'm going to say why I go for the dry, Rhino dry, uh, I got sweaty hands. It's like a lake in my palms every single time I start climbing. Like it's, it's pretty much just that. Uh, and what you do with the Rhino dry, now they suggest that you actually put this on up to eight hours before pre workout so it's closing your pores really it's not yeah, exactly dry. It, it, i don't know if you've ever seen that they actually sold this product uh well, i think they probably still do okay. uh at like junk or anything like that it's like a little like roll-on paste bottle that you can buy no anyways it, it, it's to make for like sweaty feet and stuff like that okay <laughs> it's to prevent your feet from sweating it's the same concept okay same same but just for your hands and uh, with it, well, then you have a little bit of like essential oils that they put in it and so on and so forth. And, you know, the essential oil scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever. It works. So I go with it. Uh, the dry itself, you're looking at about 1072 US. Well, 1075. Sorry. The two look like a five. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the five look like a two. Oof. Well, it's getting late. Yeah. Uh, but yes, 1075 for the actual dry product. And if I'm not mistaken, you have about 1.7 flow ounces. On no, how long would that last you? Very long. Okay. Oh, yeah. They, well, I mean, very long in terms of the quantity, the 1.7 yeah. uh, ounces. Yeah. Long on that sense, but also long in the fact that it's good for up to three days after your application. Okay. Uh, depend, but I up to three days. If you have a climbing weekend, you'll only apply once. Probably. Well, not just that, but I mean, like for me, that it lasts a day. My hands sweat way too much. Okay. I mean, I depending on the person. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Okay. Uh, application can be done up to two days, if I'm not mistaken, consecutively, and then after that, they suggest that you don't do it. You take a break. You take a break. Yeah. Um, not just that, but also, for instance, I mean, yes, this is an application that you are adding to your hands to dry them out. Uh, which it is doing that, but you're also adding chalk, yeah. which again is usually, if I'm not mistaken, magnesium-based chalk. Yeah. Therefore, you're drying your hands out even more uh, through applications that you're using it while you're climbing. So to counteract that, that's where you drop into the repair. Repair, which is also made by Rhino. It is a, a cream uh, that you can use, uh, apply, but it is a grease-free cream. Okay. So you don't get greasy hands or an after effect after you've done it, like you know, when you you know apply any hand lotion or whatever yeah. to your hands. Uh, this one here can be available in 1.7 ounces up to 16 ounces. Uh, therefore, you're looking at 10.25 for the 1.7 up to 42 dollars. For this is US okay. for the uh, larger uh, container. But on the larger <laughs> container, you still end up saving a lot of money if you. Oh if yeah. You, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As usual with all those things. Well, yeah, sixteen ounces versus one point seven. You know. Yeah, and didn't you say you use that before? Even not even like while climbing, it's a good product. Oh, I'll use that, it anytime. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, working in the type of environment that you and I both work in. Yeah. You get dry hands all the time. All the time. And skin cracks and, and so on and so forth. Mm. This is actually something that's super effective to be able to prevent that. Mm. Uh, I know that you don't like mint, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, I'm not crazy. This is kind of like a menthol kind of smell. Uh, that's I could live with it. Yeah, but it works super well. The other one, actually, uh, the other product, which comes in at even less. It's a smaller quantity. It's a bit of like a wax stick almost. Uh, it's called Climb On. Uh, it's a mini bar 
really that's what it is small tin container uh, this one comes in at 9.95 Canadian uh, and you can get it at Mountain Equipment Co-op I actually had a hard time finding these because they are sold out all the time okay uh, and and by the way all these products I've actually these were suggested by Epic TV that is like a like I was saying earlier on renowned mountain climbing rock climbing industry uh, well TV show reviewers and okay. all that they're the ones that suggested these and being their top five were these uh, products here okay this thing smells amazing you just apply it to the tip of your fingers and it helps for like i was saying you know getting flappers or different mm. things like that on the tip of your fingers cracks awesome repair and like i said it's just easy application after and during you know well not during more after after and during climbing other days like any during other days anytime. exactly oh, cool. uh climbing session just awesome to have around especially let's say if you're working yeah exactly at work or whatever you just apply it i, I would say this is better than old keith's yeah, I, I, I can't stand that stuff <laughs> yeah that's it's too a, greasy to me that's why greasy I can't as ever yeah. this stuff here way better than old well, keith's oh yeah way okay. better soothing feels great so with that, I mean, that's the product of the day that I suggest that anybody that does either rock climbing or even if you don't do rock climbing, I mean, literally rock climbing or bouldering, you're putting your hands to the extreme of the extremes. Obviously. I mean, if you're having problems at work and you use these products, you're pretty much guaranteed they're going to work. Yeah. Because you're not putting chalk on your hands. That's it. 24, you know, yeah. and stuff you're like that or drying, drying your, your hands. hands. Yeah. Exactly. So this is actually a good alternative. Cool. Yeah. So with that, I mean, uh, I'm going to let Matt sign out on today as well. Right on. So thanks for listening. Hope you guys are still staying safe and enjoying the outdoors or your activities, your preferred activities as much as you can. On that, we'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.